What's going on with you word nerds? Hello, everybody. My name is Spencer. I am here with another episode of The Dictionary, where I am reading you the dictionary. Yes, I am. It is 7.02 a.m. July 13th. It's a Thursday. 13th Thursday. It's Thursday the 13th. Uh, I'm in my work office, and I am now going to read the beginning of the ED section for you today. Is everybody excited? That's fantastic. All right, the first word is ED, E-D, all lowercase, first form, noun from 1954. The synonym is education, as in driver's ed, also as in adult ed. We have to shorten it. We cannot say the whole phrase. We can't say driver's education. Driver's ed. I don't know. It's just easier. Why do we do it? We we don't know. Sex ed. That's another one. What other eds are there? Education. Geology ed. I don't think that's what people say. Hey, let's go on to the next one. Uh, Sound effect will be cha-cha-cha. Now we have the second form of ed, but this one, this one is an abbreviation which means edited, edition, or editor. Edited edition editor. The editor edited the edition. Cha-cha-cha. Next is ED again, but this is all caps. Every single letter in that word is capitalized. It is also an abbreviation, but instead of uh, just a word getting shortened down, we're using the first letters uh, for erectile dysfunction. You probably have seen many commercials about fix your ED, take this medicine. They don't call it a medicine. Take this pill, take this thing. It's going to cure your erectile dysfunction. And, uh, you know, I assume that that's going to be in this book Some when we get to the ER section. It's probably going to be there, although I really don't know. But ED, that's that's an important enough thing that we got to put that in here. Cha-cha-cha. Okay, this next word, we got a couple forms. It is the ED suffix. And, you know, if you, if you know your English language, ED gets put onto the end of a whole lot of words. And we got a number of definitions here and we're starting off with the pronunciation guide what what is going on here so the pronunciation just says that i think it just sounds like duh it's literally just shows a d duh but it's after a vowel that i think it's pronounced duh or ud after a vowel or b g j l m n ng R, th, v, z, or z. <laughs> so, after all of those consonant sounds or a vowel, you pronounce it d. <laughs> um, or it's pronounced ud or id after d or t. Or it could be t, t, after other sounds. And it says exceptions are pronounced at their entries. Uh, wow, yeah, that was a lot of complicated information. I'm sure that we could uh, break it down more, but we will see some examples in these definitions. So we'll, I guess, we'll 
talk about the pronunciation when we get to those, probably? Yeah, okay. So this says it is a verb suffix or an adjective suffix, and there is no year. So in number one, it says it is used to form the past participle of regular weak verbs, as in ended, faded, tried, and patted. Patted. So let's see. Ended. Uh, it's end-ed. End-ed. And uh, so I guess if we're looking at the pronunciation guide, it would be pronounced id after D or T. So ended. End-ed. Also fade-ed. And tried. Now this one is weird because this is after a vowel. T-R-I-E-D. Tried. You just say duh. And then patted. And that's the uh, the id pronunciation, pat id. Number two, it is uh, used to form adjectives of identical meaning from Latin-derived adjectives ending in ate, as in crenulated. Crenulate, and then we add the d, really the ed, but the eight already had an e at, at the end of it. Crenulated. So forming, we're forming an adjective from this Latin-derived adjective, crenulate, crenulated. Oh, that thing is so crenulated. 3a, it means either having or characterized by, as in cultured or two-legged. Two-legged. Uh, so you, are, you have two legs, so you are two-legged, or you are characterized by your culture, so you are cultured. And so let's look at the pronunciation culture duh we just say duh because it's after an r and we saw in the pronunciation you just say duh after an r and then two-legged now this one though two or no see that's the thing you could say it a couple ways you could say two-legged and because it's after a g you just say duh two-legged but a lot of people say two-legged like i did so you know that's a that's a bit of a wishy-washy area and then 3B is having the characteristics of, and the example here is bigoted. Ends in a T. Bigot, you have the characteristics of being a bigot, so you are bigoted. Uh, let's see. So I'm, I'm thinking, so we have a second form. Um, I never really thought about how this suffix is used. You just use it a whole lot of ways, and we just got four four different uses, uh, but now we got more. But let's look at the etymology. It is from the Old English ed or odd or ad, which is akin to the Old High German t. These are all suffixes. Uh, that is the, what is that? P -p -p something ending, which is from the Latin suffix tus, which is from the Greek suffix tos, which is a suffix forming verbals. And boy, I wish I was a smarter English person to give you better information. But that's not what we're here for. We're just here for the definitions, really. Cha -cha 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 -cha. Okay, here is the second form of the ed suffix. This one is specifically a verb suffix. Um, there is just one usage information. It just says it is used to form the past tense of regular weak verbs. And let's go back to 
the first definition for the previous one, that says used to form the past participle of regular weak verbs. And they're very similar. Um, the first one is the past participle of reek, <laughs> reek, regular weak verbs. And the second one is used to form the past tense of regular weak verbs. I don't know what the difference is. I apologize. Uh, it's some sort of way the words are used, I guess. Uh, so here in this second form of ed, um, it doesn't give any pronunciation, by the way, so I think it's all the same. Um, it's the past past form. You put it at the end. You want to make the past tense of a regular weak verb, as in the examples, judged, denied, and dropped. The judge dropped the charges because they were denied, and then the person was not judged. The etymology says, ah, so it is a little different than the previous one. Um, instead of from the Old English ed or od or ad, it is from the Old English de or ede or ode or ada. And I don't know how to pronounce those, so I'm going to spell them for you. These are all suffixes. D-E, E-D-E, O-D-E, or A-D-E. Interesting, similar but different than the previous one. Uh, it is akin to the Old High German suffix ta, and the previous form of ed had the Old High German suffix just t. And uh, let's see, probably also from the Old High German suffix t, which is mean, just means ending or something like that. So, uh... Clearly, there's some connection between these two forms of ed, but they're, you know, used in different ways, or sometimes similar ways, but not exactly the same ways. But regular weak verbs have got to be in there somewhere. Uh, okay, it's a very useful suffix. How would we know when something is in the past form without the suffix ed or de? Cha-cha-cha. Next is edacious, E-D-A-C-I-O-U-S. All the five vowels are in there. Edacious, adjective from circa 1798. Number one is archaic, and it means of or relating to eating. Oh, I wish we still use this. Why don't we use this anymore? But we have a similar... There's, uh, the next one is similar. Number two, the synonym is voracious. So if you are eating a whole lot of food, you are being very voracious with your dinner. You are voraciously eating. Audacity is a noun. So the etymology is related to eating because, you know, that archaic form was all about eating, and uh, that's where the word comes from. It's from the Latin verb adere, which means to eat. And there's more at the word eat. Why don't we use this for eating anymore? Audacious. So it's like uh, just relating, relating to eating. Um, how do you use that in a sentence? Um, I was, could you say I was audaciously, audaciously eating? Audacious. That food is audacious. I'm about to eat it. I don't know. Uh, but we should bring it back. Next is Edam or Edom. Capital E, D A M, noun from 1836. 
a yellow pressed cheese of Dutch origin, used usually made in flattened balls and often coated with red wax. Uh, when I was a kid, we, we had, I mean, we still have these, what is it, Baby Bell or other brands. Uh, it's just a, a flattened round ball of cheese in this red wax. And of course, it was fun to take off the wax and then make a ball out of that or maybe sculpt it, sculpt it into something. Um, these are quite, quite popular, but it's from the 1830s. The 1830s, so, so many years ago. Uh, this is from Edam or Edom, Netherlands. I don't know how they pronounce that city or town or village or area. Uh, but I guess that's where they made it. It's a yellow pressed cheese. My wife and I were taking a walk recently and we actually saw a bag of these. You know, there's like it's wrapped in a, like a foil or something, but the wax is on the inside and then the cheese is on the inside of that. It's just a whole bag of them sitting on a fence and it had recently rained and I think was had also been very hot. And we we're like, hmm, there's some there's some summer sun cheese hanging out on a fence. I want to eat that wonderful sun rain cheese. Uh, let's see. Anything else about Edam? I feel like I've heard it in some sort of context. I don't remember if it was Wallace and Gromit or... Oh, no, it was probably uh, Monty Python. I think that they... They mentioned Edam cheese, maybe somewhere, possibly. I can't remember. Next is edamame. Edamame. Noun from 1951. Immature green soybeans, usually in the pod. I think many of us enjoy some edamame. Gotta gotta shake a little salt on there. Maybe it goes cha 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 cha. That's the sound of the salt shaker. Uh, we just got some of these not that long ago. There's a there's an Asian place near us that we like to go to, and uh, we got some edamame. And you know you gotta have a it, there's a bowl of the edamame, and then you gotta have a plate or a bowl to put your to put your pods. But here's the question: What sort of person are you like? Do you eat the entire thing, or do you just shove the beans out of the pod with your teeth and cheeks and lips? How do you use your cheeks? And then you eat the beans inside the pod, but then you got to put the pod out. What do you do? I I don't eat the pod, but I feel like I've heard some people eat the pod. What kind of crazy people are these? I'm kidding. You're not crazy. But I'm curious. What do you do? What, what do you do? How do you eat edamame? How do you... I don't know how to use audacious in this context. How do you, How is your edamame audaciousness. This is a Japanese word. It is from eda, I don't know how they pronounce it, E-D-A, which means branch, and mame, which means beans. So beans from a branch, it's a very obvious word when you think about it that way. Edamame. I never thought about the etymology, and now I'm glad I know what it means. And of course, the next time I eat edamame with some people, I'm going to say, hey, did you know did you know that this word basically means branch bean? It does. And now let's eat these branch beans. Next is edaphic. E-D-A-P-H-I-C. Edaphic. 
Adjective from circa 1900. One, of or relating to the soil. The stuff that you might be standing on right this very minute. Just relating to the soil is a daphic. Two, resulting from or influenced by the soil rather than the climate. So you, what in this context, you're talking about uh, something, oh, it's a daphic because, well, this food was grown more so because of the soil rather than the climate that the thing is in. I don't know. I'm just making up examples because I don't know how the people use it. Uh, resulting from or influenced, yeah, it's being influenced because more of the soil. It's the soil's thing. It's from the soil and not so much because of the the temperature and the the rain and that's the things that can be related to climate. Um, it says to compare to the second form of the word climatic. Climatic. Yeah, we talked about that before. Um, I do feel like I need to do a quick little check back because we got another thing that is related. So I want to maybe give you a little bit more context if I can. Let's see if we can find this word real quick. Ooh, I just messed up the corners of these pages real bad. <laughs> uh, let's see. Here we are getting close to cli. What is this word? Climatic. Climatic. Uh, okay. Here is climatic. Uh, that's So that's relating to the climate. So that would be more about the, yes, literally, resulting from or influenced by the climate rather than the soil. And it says to compare to a daphic number two. Okay, so now we know that those are opposites. Can you say they're opposites? Uh, adaphically is an adverb. This is from the Greek adaphos, which means bottom or ground. It's from down there. So the next word that's related is adaphic climax, noun from 1926. An ecological climax resulting from soil factors and commonly persisting through cycles of climatic and physiographic change. And it says compare to climatic climax, which is kind of a weird weird two words to put together, climatic climax. So that one says the one of the ecological climaxes possible in a particular climatic area whose stability is directly due to the influence of climax, climate. My God, I'm confusing the words. So yeah, so that's, you. It's it's, it's we're talking about the soil versus the climate. And I still don't really remember what a climax is in this context. There's too many of these uh, definitions to read through. Something about, I don't know, geology, dirt, uh, the other things. Next is EDB, all caps. It is an abbreviation for ethylene dibromide. I think you, I think you emphasize the first word, first syllable there, dibromide. Ethylene dibromide. And I'm assuming that we will see that in the ETH section. E-D-D is next. Now, this one is um, the middle letter. The first D is lowercase, and the others are capitalized uh, because this is abbreviation for Doctor of Education. So it looks like the first two letters 
are the ed, the education, and then the last letter, the capital D, is doctor. So it's backwards. It probably stands for education doctor or something like that. Doctor of education. I'm going to I'm going to do surgery on this textbook. EDD again. This one is all caps. Abbreviation for English Dialect Dictionary. And I am fascinated by what is in that dictionary. Just just talks about what? The different dialects or is it giving literal like words and all the words that are in the different di- like the in this area you use the word coke to talk about a soda pop in this word you you in this this word in this area you use pop in this area you use soda in this area some people just say orange interesting dictionary i i uh, if you got one of these if you study it let me know i'm curious to know what it's all about edic is next capital e d d i c edic adjective from 1868 of relating to or resembling the old norse edda what's what or who is the old norse edda spelled e d d a with a capital e well the etymology says very literally this is from the old norse word edda which is or was a 13th century collection of mythological heroic and aphoristic poetry. So this is poetry that was mythological, talked about the myths, maybe some unicorns and pegasuses and other things. Also heroic, like maybe Odysseus would have been heroic, the Odyssey. Uh, And aphoristic, I don't remember what that word means. I should know it, I don't. Uh, So yeah, anything related to all that stuff is edic. Next is eddy, E-D-D-Y. First form, noun from the 15th century, 1A. A current of water or air running contrary to the main current, especially a circular current. And the synonym is whirlpool. So if you got a river... And it's just going in one direction from left to right. Let's just say that way. There could be a current of water that's just different. It's just not with the rest of the current. I guess technically it could go uh, perpendicular to the rest of it, or it could go right to left, which is backwards. But yes, I think more often than not, it is a whirlpool. It's going to go spinning, spinning in into a vortex of nothingness. Uh, try not to get sucked into the eddy. That's probably the most common. Uh, but I guess if it's a you know a bigger body of water, there could be it could be going another direction. Um, and yes, our air our air is liquid. So um, just uh, just last night uh, we had a tornado warning. Luckily in my area we got nothing, but I'm guessing other parts of Chicago got pretty messed up. And I hope everybody is okay. Uh, but uh, I, you could you call a, a tornado or a hurricane an eddy? Or maybe it starts from an eddy? How do these things begin? Um, yeah, it would be a whirlpool in the sky. A whirl... It's, it's not a pool. A whirl funnel. I don't know. 1B for eddy. 
something moving similarly. So if it's just moving in a, maybe a whirlpool way, if you're just standing there spinning, trying to make yourself dizzy, uh, you could be called an eddy. And maybe your name is eddy. Two, a contrary or circular current as of thought or policy. Ooh, we can have a mental eddy. If contrary to what else you're thinking about or going circularly, if you've got some thoughts that send you to one direction and to another thing and then to another thing and then back to the first thing, you're just going around in a circle and you have a, a tornado, hurricane, whirlpool, eddy of thoughts. I hope that makes sense. Uh, this is from Middle English, but then in parentheses it says SC, which I think is Scandinavian. So maybe it's like a Scandinavian Middle English or something. Their word is Y-D-Y. So did they pronounce it Eddie? Eddie? Widwi? I don't know. Probably also from the Old Norse word Itha. I-T-H-A. Second form of Eddie. This one is a verb. So you also got Eddied and Eddying. This is a verb. Yes, we said that from 1810, starting with transitive. To cause to move in an eddy. How can you can you make something move in in, in into an eddy? Um, maybe if you put your finger in the river and you just spin it around a lot, maybe you can create an eddy, create a whirlpool. I'm gonna eddy the river. River, you are now called eddy. Now, intransitive says to to move in an eddy or in the manner of an eddy. So you are the one who has been eddied. Maybe you're making yourself move into an eddy. You're just spinning. You're eddying yourself, making an eddy. Similar, we got eddy current. Two words, noun from 1886. This is uh, many, many years after the other forms of eddy. This one is an electric current induced by an alternating magnetic field. And I think I want to put a link in the show notes for this one because uh, that's that's interesting. It's an electric current induced by an alternating magnetic field. I don't know what any of that means. How do you do that? Who invented this? It, it, maybe they didn't invent it. But is it, why is it eddy current? Is it uh, because it's going contrary to the other currents? Is it going around in a circle? Is it, I don't know. I don't know. That's why we got to put a link in the show notes so you can learn all about it. Last word. Edelweiss or Edelweiss. E-D-E-L. W-E-I-S-S. Yes, you could say Weiss or Weiss. Noun from 1862, a small alpine perennial composite herb of Central and Southeast Europe that has a dense, woolly, white pubescence. And I will post a picture of this Edelweiss on social media, uh, uh, Instagram at DictionaryPod, Twitter is also at DictionaryPod, and there probably will be threads at DictionaryPod. I just have to make the account, which I might do today. I don't know. We'll see. There is a picture, though. I will try to describe it, but, you know, 
If you don't know your plants like I don't, then it's hard to describe. Let's see. It's got some leaves. They're very long and slender. And it's got some petals, which look like they are light colored because it does say, uh, where does it say? Does it say it's white? Uh, small alpine perennial composite herb of central and southeast. No, it doesn't say. White pubescence. I guess that would be it. Uh, so the, the leaves are also long and slender. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, like 12, 13 ish. And then it looks like the middle, uh, you know, the little things that poke out. What are those? The stamens? I don't remember. They, uh, there's, I don't know. I can't really describe them. They have like, they're like, they look like white little balls with black spots in the middle. Can't really tell. Super tiny. Check social media. The species name is Leon. <laughs> Leontopodium, Leontopodium alpinum, or alpinum. This is Greek, no, German, sorry, I saw the G. It's German from their word edel, E-D-E-L, which means noble, plus weiss, which means white. So it is a very noble white plant, an herb specifically. Isn't there that song in, uh, was it The Sound of Music? Edelweiss, Edelweiss. I might have that wrong. I feel like it's in a song, though. Okay. 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 Let's finish up this episode by quickly rereading the words and picking a word of the episode and then trying to sing some sort of song off the top of my head, and then I'll talk about another movie I watched. We had Ed, Ed, E-D, id, ed, edacious, edam, edamame, adaphic, adaphic climax, edb, edd, edd, edic, eddy, eddy, eddy current, and edelweiss. I think I want to pick edacious as the word of the episode because, well, it means voracious, which is also a fun word. But also, it's just about eating, and we don't use it in that context anymore, and that bothers me. I'm so sad that we don't use the word audacious to talk about eating anymore. It makes me very sad. I want more words to talk about eating, but I don't know how to use them in context. That was fine. That was fine, just fine. What is another movie that we watched? Insidious 2. Uh, this was, a, again, uh, a second watch, uh, just getting ready for the fifth movie, which still haven't seen at the moment. Um, I'm trying to remember which one this is. Uh, the third one, I think, is in the apartment. The second one... Oh, boy. Why can't I remember which one this is? My brain is so fried of all these movies. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's just you know some fun creepy stuff with uh, with uh, going into the whole thing is like they're going into the 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 further you sort of like go into a meditative state and then you can go into this like weird ethereal world uh, where where the dead people are or the demons and you can go there but you can't stay there too long because you're not dead so you got to go back and you know it's just good creepy stuff. All right, that is the end of this episode. Thank you very much for listening, and until next time, this is Spencer dispensing information. Goodbye.